When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it is time to review day number two of the legal tampering period with our friend who is the owner and founder of WalterFootball.com. Mr. Walter Cherapinski. Walter, not quite as active a day on day number two of legal tampering, but still plenty of things going on today. Yeah, it was a weird day. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Scott. Um, It it was uh, like we had about like an hour of quiet period. Then we had like an hour of like excitement and then an hour of quiet, then like an hour of excitement. Uh, We had a few trades. It was kind of nice. There were some weird signings that happened. Uh, But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about the free agency stuff again. So let's start with the Jets. And of course, We'll begin with Aaron Rodgers because it seems like that's what we do every single day. There was some movement here today. Apparently, the Jets and Aaron Rodgers had been in contact at some point yesterday, and moves started to get made on Rodgers' behalf. According to Diana Rossini of ESPN, Aaron Rodgers provided the Jets with a list of players that he'd like to play with. Wasn't necessarily guys that they had to get for him, but guys that he would like to have on the roster. Those guys included Randall Cobb, who he seems to want to bring everywhere, Alan Lazard, Mercedes Lewis, and Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr., it is said, wants $15 to $20 million a year. He hasn't had more than 537 yards in four years. I guess he got into Aaron Rodgers' private stash of shrooms because that's the only way that he can think logically that there's any way any team's giving him between 15 and 20 million. And if that's what he's asking for or anything close to it, I hope the Jets say no. Alan Lazard, on the other hand, gets a four-year, $44 million deal from the Jets, $22 million guaranteed, basically right around the same money that Corey Davis was getting paid, except now it's a longer commitment. They're locked in for two years rather than just one now with Corey Davis. So I assume Davis either gets released or gets included in the Aaron Rodgers deal once it gets finalized. By the way, speaking of that, we should hear from Aaron Rodgers sometime later today, 1 p.m. on the Pat McAfee show. It was really funny because during the show yesterday, McAfee started it off by saying he had no news about Aaron Rodgers, had no idea when there would be news, and that you wouldn't be hearing news on that day's show. Said it right off the bat. 
didn't even make anybody wait. And of course, it's funny because all the Jets reporters and all the NFL reporters were watching that show specifically to see if Aaron Rodgers was going to show up. Did not happen. It will happen at some point later today. Trey Wingo talking about how Aaron Rodgers is all in. He's ready to go. That's why he sent the list of players to the Jets. He's got a plan. He's working with them. All of that. It's going to happen, but it may get delayed another week. He said that it was because there's emotions involved and it's complicated and they want to make sure that they send off Aaron Rodgers correctly. I really don't even understand what that means. It almost sounds like they don't want to make the trade official because they want to take out an ad in the Wisconsin Gazette or something to thank Aaron Rodgers, which go ahead and do that. That's totally fine. Give him a ticker tape parade, but announce the trade first, and then you can go ahead and do all of that other stuff. Wingo claims that the deal more or less came together by Friday, so all of this craziness has been hanging over everybody. Who knows what's true at this point in time? What I will say, Walter, is that Alan Lazard is now going to be a New York Jet. Aaron Rodgers is providing the Jets with a list of players that he'd like to play with. This thing is all but done. Hasn't been announced yet. I don't know if there's little details that need to get worked out with restructuring the contract or how much money the Packers are going to eat. We're waiting to find out what the compensation is going to be but it's only a matter of hours, days, or hopefully not a week, which is what Trey Wingo said could be the case before this becomes official. Everybody knows it's going to happen. They should just stop torturing us <laughs> and announce it officially already. Yeah, seriously. I, I called it our national nightmare uh, yesterday, and uh, yeah, it just keeps on going. This this list of demands uh, from Rogers sounds like a like um, like a rock band that looks like uh, like tells the venue it's like no no red M and M's in our in our uh, in our bowl or anything like that. That's that's what it sounds like like trying to get the Jets to sign Alan Lazard, which they did, and then uh, Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis, and somehow Odo Beckham uh, has has joined uh, the party, even though. Um, he never played in Green Bay, so uh, it, it is a little weird. Um, I, I don't like the Lazard signing at all, but if, if that's what it takes to get Rodgers <laughs> to the Jets, then I guess you have to do it. Uh, Lazard is uh, just a guy, uh, possession receiver who can't get open. I, I'd rather have Corey Davis, um, especially given the contract, you know, like you said, one more year instead of two. Um, but you know, like I said, if this is what it takes to get uh, Rodgers to the Jets, then you just exclude the red M&Ms and just uh, just, just play nice and, and, and give him all the receivers, all the crappy receivers that he wants. Um, I, I guess that's that's what you have to do. It's the price you have to pay. I tend to agree with you, Walter. I think that Corey Davis is a better receiver than Alan Lazard, but I don't think the difference is that big that it really matters enough to tell Aaron Rodgers no on this because if he's comfortable with Lazard, it's the same money, more or less. And yeah, Davis is better, but it's not by that much. So whatever, fine. I've been making the analogy for a while, but this is really what's going on here. Aaron Rodgers is going to come to the Jets, and it's going to be like when WCW signed Hulk Hogan in 1994. He brought all his pals with him, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Jimmy Hart, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. All these guys that he knew from his WWF days that he brought along for the ride. And if you think about it, it really is a fascinating parallel because Aaron Rodgers and Hulk Hogan, two of the biggest icons to ever be a part of their profession. And in the case of Hulk Hogan and Aaron Rodgers, they have this in common. They are both great at getting what they want done behind the scenes. They love to pull strings 
And so that's what Aaron Rodgers is doing by trying to get his guys in here. And it's fine because, like I said, Lazard is at least comparable to Corey Davis. So for the same money, if that's what Aaron Rodgers wants, that's okay. Let's talk about some of the other moves that happened today in the NFL, Walter. First of all, before we get to anything that happened officially, we found out from Lamar Jackson himself that the Ravens apparently had offered him three years, $133 million guaranteed. He put that out there as a way to say, I don't need an agent, but I still think he does because if he had had an agent, he'd have got paid a lot earlier. Look at what happened with Kyler Murray, right? Kyler Murray got paid after his third year. Why? Because his agent pressed the issue and got him a massive contract. Look at what David Mulligetta did for Deshaun Watson last year. Lamar Jackson still hasn't gotten that big money. He played through all five years of that rookie deal. If he'd had an agent that was a shark, the entire time, he probably would have gotten paid a year or two ago. Now he's still waiting. And it's a fascinating situation because if you're Lamar Jackson, do you try to get something along the lines of what we just talked about? Three years for 133 guaranteed. Maybe you up it to three for 150 and then you bet on yourself again, kind of like Kirk Cousins. Do you hold out for a longer term commitment? Do you play through two franchise tags? where this year he would get $32 million and then a little bit more the year after that, and then he would be free to go anywhere he wants, and they can't tag him. Of course, if he signs a new contract, he could put it into the contract, but the Ravens can't tag him once he becomes a free agent again. So a lot to think about here, but I think Lamar Jackson is wrong. He definitely needed an agent. He would have had this done a long time ago. And by the way, three for 133 guaranteed doesn't sound like a terrible deal. If he could work off of that, get three years, and like I said, maybe up it to 150, might not be the worst move because then he's back on the free agent market again at age 29, and he can cash in a second time. As we said, it's worked pretty well for Kirk Cousins. It could work well for Lamar Jackson too, potentially. Yeah, there are a couple of weird things with the story that I just don't quite believe. Uh, so, like the the first thing is, um, you know, as you said, like three years, 133 is pretty good, and. You know, he he seemed to to think it was a good enough number to to tweet it out and say, "Hey, I don't need an agent. I got three for one thirty three. Well, I mean, if that was good enough to for you to tweet out, like, why didn't you sign it then? Uh, and the second thing is, like, if he doesn't have an agent, like, how did he know that he got three for one thirty three? Like, did he go through every single line of the big contract that they gave him? Like, they could have been like, "Hey, Lamar, sign this contract. It's three for one thirty three. And he's like. Okay, uh, okay. Um, I, I think I deserve more, but I, I, I totally believe you. Like, uh, so I, I don't really understand what's going on with him. Um, I, I agree. You're right. Uh, he needs an agent, and I was I was kind of tired this morning, and I, I saw that Jackson story, and like my tired mind, I was like, uh, I was like thinking about like, is this like a conspiracy with the agents, and like, are, are 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 no teams interested because they want him to get to get an agent and like all the agents are involved. And I was like, then I realized that's complete nonsense. Uh, But um, yeah, he, the moral of the story is he definitely needs an agent. Like he needs someone to argue on his behalf Um, because, you know, well, first of all, it creates tension with the the team that that you're negotiating with. And second, uh, he needs someone experienced in this field to do it. Like he's never negotiated a contract like this before. So um, I, I just think it's a big mistake on his part. Uh, hopefully he um, sees the, the correct way and, 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 and hires someone, but uh, he seems uh, pretty stubborn. I don't think, I don't think he's going to do it, um, but I, I guess we'll find out. I, I guess crazier things have happened. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Walter, a couple of trades today before we get into the free agent signings. The biggest one was probably what happened with the team that shares the same building as the New York Jets. That, of course, the Giants, they acquired tight end Darren Waller from the Raiders for a third-round pick. He should add a really nice piece to that offense. The only negative with the only negative with Waller is that while he is certainly a very capable playmaker at the tight end position when he's healthy, he's often not healthy. He's missed quite a few games the last couple of years. And that's why I believe he was available in the first place. So the Giants get themselves a nice weapon. Of course, the trick here will be him being able to stay healthy. We'll see how that goes. Stefan Gilmore, who at one point was one of the best corners in the league, not quite at that level anymore, still serviceable, winds up going to the Cowboys for a fifth-round pick. And Shaq Mason, who looked like he was going to be on the verge of being released, no relation to yours truly, of course, was the guard for the Patriots for many years was on the Tampa Bay Bucks last year. He now goes for a pick swap to the Houston Texans. That, of course, is Nick Casario's team. Casario spent many years in New England where his path crossed with Shaq Mason's. So those were the three trades we had today. In addition to the Aaron Rodgers non-trade that is going to become official at some point, I don't know exactly what the story is with that. We will wait and see. Hopefully we find out something later today on McAfee. But in the meantime, those three trades are, are definitely happening. Yeah, um, you know the big one is the Giants getting Darren Waller. It's for a third pick, a third round pick. Um, that's the compensatory pick. It's actually the 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 pick that the the Giants got for um, Kadarius Tony. And and at first glance, I was like, okay, the Giants turn uh, Kadarius Tony into Darren Waller. Um, it seems uh, pretty good. And then I kind of remembered that Darren Waller is 31 and he's been injured the past two years. So yeah, you're right. I mean, he was, he was available for that reason. Um, it's kind of a risk here. Um, but you know, then again, the giants are ready to win now. They just signed uh, Daniel Jones to a big contract. So, um, you know, it's going to be pretty soon that they're not going to be able to afford much, uh, because of that contract. So, uh, why not get, uh, all the pieces, uh, available to try to win now? Um, giants made the playoffs last year. They, they won, uh, against Minnesota in the opening round. 
And, and I think they have a chance to go uh, even further in the playoffs this year. So uh, I think Waller could be a nice piece for them if he could stay healthy. So I kind of like that trade for them. Like it, um, more for the Raiders too. Uh, you know, they're going to be, they're probably going to be looking for a young quarterback, uh, maybe not in this class or maybe, or if not this class, then the next class. Uh, so they're they're kind of rebuilding, even though they signed Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, I think that makes sense for them as well. Um, the Cowboys getting Stephon Gilmore is pretty interesting. Um, you know, Gilmore's not the player he once was uh, for the Patriots, but he's uh, he's thirty three, but he played really well last year for the Colts. Um, he could always like take a dive because he's thirty three, but. Uh, I, I would think the Cowboys are getting an upgrade across from Trevon Diggs, uh, so it's a, it's a nice move for them. Uh, and the Colts are definitely rebuilding. We know that for sure. So uh, it makes sense for them to trade Gilmore because by the time they're good, Gilmore is going to be gone. So might as well get something for him. And then uh, I, I guess uh, I'm pretty surprised that Shaq Mason's not related to you. Uh, it's kind of breaking news for me. But, um, yeah, you know, Mason, <laughs> Mason going to the Texans is it, it, it kind of sad because – I feel like he could still play, but he's going to be so irrelevant in Houston. I, I guess he's going to be protecting the the quarterback they draft, which is uh, probably Bryce Young, um, which is, you know, it's going to be important for Bryce Young, but the Texans are not going to be in the playoffs anytime soon. They, they just have so many holes in the roster. Uh, so we're not going to see Shaq Mason perform on a, on a playoff team uh, probably for the rest of his career. Um, and, and the Buccaneers have some severe cap issues, so they, they had to get rid of him. Uh, so it kind of makes sense. They they just swap late round picks, so like not a huge deal uh, overall. Walter, just to add to what you were talking about with Darren Waller, and originally thinking that it was Waller for Tony, which isn't bad on the surface. You then also, of course, have to remember that the Giants spent a first round pick on Kadarius Tony not long ago. So that kind of puts it into perspective as well. Going around the league with some of these other moves, Byron Murphy, the cornerback, signs. With the Vikings, that's a nice get for them. Luke Gifford, the linebacker, signs with the Titans. Nate Herbig, who of course started the year as a backup guard for the Jets, but then ended up playing a key role on their offensive line. Really good depth, solid player, and somebody that has great versatility. He goes to the Steelers. I like that one for them. The Seahawks bringing back Jaron Reed, a little reunion there, the defensive tackle. Robert Spillane, the linebacker, goes to the Raiders. Speaking of the Raiders, a little reunion between Josh McDaniels and Jacoby Myers. The wide receiver goes to the Raiders. I like that a lot. It makes sense. He's very comfortable in Josh McDaniels' offense, so I think that'll be a good fit. Calvin Anderson, the offensive tackle, goes to the Patriots. The Lions bring in David Montgomery, steal him away from the Bears. I guess this means that Jamal Williams is not going to be returning to the Lions. The Bills and Jets are two teams that are going to be very interested. You know, Jamal Williams is very much beloved by Aaron Rodgers, so that should help his chances of getting a bid from the Jets. And we know that the Bills definitely need help at running back, so I would expect both teams to get involved. Emmanuel Mosley, the cornerback, signs with the Lions since we're talking about them. The Falcons get Taylor Heineke, and boy, they paid top-end backup money. That deal is for two years and could be worth up to $20 million. He will back up Desmond Ritter, who became the starter late in the season last year. Rashad Penny, the running back from the Seattle Seahawks, goes to the Eagles. So one of those guys that has flashed at times but hasn't really lived up to what the Seahawks thought they were getting when they picked him in the first round out of San Diego State. We'll see if he blossoms now as a part of that Eagles backfield. Matt Gay, the kicker, signs with the Colts. He gets himself 
One of the richest deals ever given to a kicker. Good kicker, but wow, that's crazy that the Colts went and shelled out for a kicker when they have so many other issues. Dalvin Tomlinson, the defensive tackle, signs with the Browns. Samaji Pirine, running back, goes to the Broncos. And the Broncos also sign fullback Mike Burton. Walter, your thoughts on all of those signings? What did you like? What did you not like? And anything that I missed that you want to throw in there? Yeah, let's begin with the positives. Uh, I love the the, uh, the Vikings signing Byron Murphy. Uh, Minnesota's offense was awesome last year, but their defense was was horrendous. They couldn't cover anyone. The Giants receivers looked like pro bowlers uh, against them uh, in two matchups, including the playoff game. You have like Isaiah Hodgins running open. Like it was insane. So they really needed a lot of corners. They needed three cornerbacks. Uh, Byron Murphy is a great start for them. Uh, he was injured last year for Arizona, but – He's going to be back. Uh, he only missed two games otherwise in his career, so it's not like he's an injury-prone player. So I, I think he's going to rebound and and do quite well for Minnesota. So I, I love that signing uh, for them, um, especially given that division is 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 going to take a hit with Rodgers presumably gone. Um, so Minnesota could maybe uh, make another uh, run to the playoffs, uh, and, and that Murphy's definitely going to help out a lot. Um, I like Jacoby Myers, as you said, uh, good fit in uh, Josh McDaniel's offense. Uh, he was a number one in New England, and now he's obviously going to be behind Devontae Adams and maybe even Hunter Renfro. I, I imagine he's going to be the two, and Renfro is going to be the three in the slot. Um, but, yeah, I, I like that fit, uh, especially with Waller gone. Um, so it's kind of another reason why that they traded Waller. Um, Rashad Penny is a nice, nice signing, I think, for the Eagles. Um, you know, the problem with him is has been injuries. Uh, I think when he's been on the field, he's looked really good, especially uh, after the midway point of 2021. Um, he he really he had a great run at the end of the season. I think a lot of people forget that. And he credited that to Adrian Peterson being on the roster. And like he said he learned a lot from Adrian Peterson. And he started really well in 2022. He held off Kenneth Walker as the starter for a while. He was averaging 6.1 yards per carry, but then he got hurt again. Um, if he can stay healthy, I, I love him um, from a fantasy perspective this year because Philadelphia's offensive line is one of the best in the NFL, and he's going to have a lot of uh, opportunities to score touchdowns. So, you know, obviously you have to worry about the injury uh, the consideration there, but uh, if he can stay healthy, he's going to post some monstrous numbers. Um, and uh, I hate to brag, but I, I bought uh, two uh, <laughs> Rashad Penny NFTs on DraftKings uh, Rainmakers. So, um <laughs> Had to throw that in there for sure. Uh, the Browns assigning Dalvin Thompson, I liked a lot too. Uh, the Browns had uh, some major issues stopping the run. Like I was talking about yesterday how the Browns scored a lot of points to Jacoby Brissett, but they weren't winning because they couldn't stop anyone. The run defense is so bad. Uh, but with Dalvin Thompson there, he's going to help out a lot with their run defense, and he can get to the quarterback too. So I, I, I love that signing. Like with Miles Garrett uh, occupying a lot of attention, like he, he could have a big year. So that, that was a nice one. Um, some of the bad moves, uh, there, there were a few. Uh, Dave Montgomery, I, I don't understand the signing. I, I, I loved everything else the Lions have done. I, they, their new front office has been great, and we've seen it uh, develop on the field. Like they, they went 9-8 and eight last year uh, if it wasn't for um, – one loss uh, here and there uh, during the season, they would have made the playoffs, um, including to Seattle. They lost to Seattle in week four and that ended up being the tiebreaker, but they were missing like half the roster in that game. And, and yet they still nearly won. Um, so I, I really like the Lions' outlook this year, but it, this Dave Montgomery signing just bothers me. It was three years, 18 million, which I know is like not insane money, but uh, Montgomery is just not a good running back. I, I know he's a big name and people have seen some highlights from him, but he's just so mediocre as a runner. I feel like he's like a dime a dozen and I don't know why they paid him so much money. Um, 
they could have easily just just uh, paid Rashad Penny less. They could have signed some other guys. Uh, this running back class in the draft is not not too bad. So um, I, I don't know. I, that that signing just bothers me, but it's it's not like the worst thing in the world. Uh, the Matt Gay signing for the Colts just was horrendous. Um, you know, they they paid Matt Gay so much money, and he's a, he's a great kicker. But it feels like the kickers have this rotation. Unless you're like Adam Vinatieri or something, you know, kickers do great, and then they get big money, and then they they uh, kind of struggle. And then they lose confidence, they lose their job, and then they're on the market again. And then someone signs them, and then he, they kick well, and then they get paid again. It's this like this whole cycle of kicker stuff. Um, it just you need to you need to get them when they're when they're low, and, and just ride them to the top, and then just get rid of them. Um, I, I, like I, I don't get this. Like I, I could maybe understand it if the Colts were on the precipice of going to the Super Bowl and like all they needed was a kicker. Like if, if they went to the AFC championship last year, for example, and they lost because they missed three field goals or something and, and they had a great roster. All they needed was a kicker. It's like, okay, fine. I, I, I get it. But this Colts team's not going to be competitive for a while. So I, I don't get why they're signing Matt Gay. Like what pressure kicks is he going to need to make? Like, is he going to need to beat the Texans in week 14 to, to go to four and four and nine? Like, like who cares? Like, I, I, I think it's ridiculous to sign him to that much money. I, I'd rather see them, you know, s- spend that money on a young, promising uh, player, uh, offense or defense either way. Like I just, uh, I think I thought that was terrible. Also, um, Falcon signing Taylor Heineke was bad. Uh, it's another thing. Like if the Falcons were, you know, it, like if this were the Chiefs signing Taylor Heineke, I think that would make a lot of sense because you know Patrick Mahomes goes down for four weeks. Uh, you need someone to step in. Heineke's as good as it gets for a backup. But what are the Falcons doing here? Like they're not going to be competing for Super Bowl anytime soon. Uh, maybe you can make the case that they can win the division because the NFC South is is awful. Uh, but you know, there's still not a playoff. There's still not a Super Bowl contender by any stretch of the imagination. Like not even close. So I, I just don't get why they would sign Taylor Heineke uh, for big money. If, if they got a good deal, sure, uh, do it. But um, like Andy Dalton got two two years for ten million. Um, I would, if I'm Atlanta, why why don't you just sign Andy Dalton for two years, ten million? Like he he would be a great guy in the quarterbacks room to to help coach up uh, Desmond Ritter. Um, and and whereas Heineke is just you know like. He's a good backup, but he's like he doesn't have nearly as much experience as, as a guy like Andy Dalton or Matt Ryan, like some of the veterans available. Um, and you know he's like he's just too expensive, so I, I just don't get why Atlanta did that. So yeah, you had a good you had a good mix of uh, good moves and bad moves today, but uh, overall it's an interesting day. Walter, a couple of other moves that we didn't mention that I'm going to throw in before we run. You just talked about Andy Dalton, two years, ten million dollars. He signs with the Panthers. You have to assume that he's either going to be the backup to who they pick at number one or he'll start while the guy that they pick at number one develops behind him, which adds a little fuel to the Anthony Richardson fire because you could have Andy Dalton keep you competitive while Anthony Richardson learns. I would argue that Andy Dalton was a lot better last year than people give him credit for. He really had a decent season in New Orleans. He's not what he was in his prime with the Bengals, but he's still a serviceable quarterback, so I like that move. For the Panthers, James Bradbury stays in Philly. I'm kind of surprised about that. I thought they were going to have to let him go. Three years, $38 million, $20 million guaranteed. And so for now, the Eagles keep one of their top cornerbacks. We'll see what happens with Darius Slay. Matt Ryan released by the Colts. I think this may be the end for him. He's going to probably have to retire. There's just not much left in the tank for him. And Caleb McGarry, who is one of the top tackles on the market, 
really had a breakout season at age 28. So that's one of those, was he a late bloomer or was it a lucky year and you're overpaying? Falcons bring him back three years, $34.5 million. So what do you think of those moves, Walt? Yeah, I mean, the Andy Dalton signing, I, I thought it was really good for the Panthers. Uh, I, even if he doesn't play at all, just having um, just a guy with so much experience in the quarterback's room is, is going to be so crucial for a quarterback with no experience. Uh, and I still think it's going to be CJ Stroud. I, I know people are speculating because they signed Dalton that, that Richardson makes more sense, but I, I think they would have signed Dalton anyway. Um, we've seen, we've seen teams bef- before do this all the time, you know, like the Seahawks signed Matt Flynn and then they, they got Russell Wilson and, and um, it, it's happened so often uh, that I, I wouldn't read too much into it. I, I still believe the Panthers uh, really like Stroud, uh, but it's it obviously not set in stone. They could always change their minds. Um, Matt Ryan looks looks so terrible last year. It just kind of almost felt bad uh, just watching him. He got benched twice uh, somehow. But, you know, like I, I still think he could have a job as a backup if he wants it. Uh, he, I mean, obviously, I'm sure he has enough saved up from being a starter all those years in Atlanta. That maybe he doesn't need the money. Maybe he can just like take a year off or two and then go in, either into coaching or uh, into broadcasting. But if he still wants a job, I, I, I think that a team would, would love to have him as a backup, kind of like what I said about Andy Dalton, just to have a veteran guy in, in the room. Um, you know, like Washington comes to mind as a possibility because uh, they have they have Sam Howell ready to play. He has one game starter. They need a they need a veteran presence uh, in, that, in that quarterback's room. And uh, Ron Rivera has been in the NFC South for a long He was he was in the NFC South for a long time. Uh, as coach of the Panthers, uh, there might be some member Berry uh, action uh, here. You're remembering uh, going against Matt Ryan all those years. So um, he might think that Matt Ryan is better than what he is. And he might think that, OK, we can sign Matt Ryan. That'd be a nice uh, veteran backup to have. So uh, I-, I think that kind of makes sense. Um, the Eagles re-signing James Bradbury is pretty interesting. I, I didn't think they'd be able to do it. But Howie Roseman somehow manages to, uh, to do the impossible. Um, and the Eagles almost remind me of the 2021 Buccaneers. The, the 2020 Buccaneers won the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, and they had all these free agents entering that offseason. Um, and they somehow managed to retain all of them. Now, the Eagles lost T.J. Edwards, but they have a they have a, a replacement in Nicobe Dean. Uh, they lost Javon Hargrave, but they have a replacement. Uh, Jordan Davis is going to be able to play more snaps ne- next year. So they, they, the guys they lost, they have replacements for. Um, and it seems like they, they've kept most of their core. Uh, so they could have a chance to repeat. Um, and I say the 2020, 2021 Buccaneers, uh, people forget, like, you know, I, I referenced them. They lost in the second round. And, like, you might think, like, oh, what's the big deal about the 2021 Buc- Buccaneers? Well, the 2021 Buccaneers uh, may have won the Super Bowl if Andy, Antonio Brown didn't quit uh, in Week 17, and then Chris Godwin tore his ACL. Like if those two guys stayed on, they would they may have won the Super Bowl because they took the the Rams down to the wire, and the Rams were the team that that ended up winning the Super Bowl in the second round. Uh, they, they 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 battled the Rams in the second round. So um, you know, if the Buccaneers had won that game. Uh, they may have won the Super Bowl with those two receivers. Uh, so the Eagles are kind of like the same way. They're going to have all their guys back or, mo- or most of their guys back. Uh, and uh, they'll have a chance to uh, to get to the Super Bowl again. So uh, I-, I think that what they've done this offseason is pretty impressive. And the Caleb McGarry, uh, he's um, yeah, he was he was pretty bad to start his career and he had a great year. Um, it makes sense for Atlanta to resign him. Uh, the Falcons have an aging left tackle, so they're going to need another tackle pretty soon. Uh, they might even take one in, in the draft, uh, the upcoming draft. Um, so eventually we'll place Jake Matthews. So, uh, yeah, to keep on McGarry, and then uh, that makes sense because they're going to need to uh, fill some other spots on their offensive line. 
Walter Cherapinski, owner and founder of WalterFootball.com. Thanks so much for coming on and recapping day number two of the legal tampering period with me. Really appreciate it. We'll be back to do this again tomorrow when we have the first official day of free agency. In the meantime, Walter, what do you and Charlie Campbell have going on over at WalterFootball.com? Very busy time of the year for you guys. Yeah, tons of content coming out every day. Uh, updated mock drafts in both uh, me and Charlie. I updated my 2023 NFL mock draft today, and Charlie did his yesterday. Uh, so you can check that out. Charlie's posting all this content. He had so many breaking stories from the Combine. Uh, they, you, can re- you can still read on the site. We have a prospect business tracker. So if you want to see which prospects are visiting, which teams, you can do that. Uh, and then we're grading every single signing. So like all the players I talked about today, I graded all their signings plus all the other players I didn't talk about. So you can read all that at WalterFootball.com. Make sure you check out everything that Walter and Charlie are doing at WalterFootball.com. Check out everything we've got going on at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. Great all 22 breakdowns on our channel. So watch those videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You Thank You shirt, the PlayLikeAJet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. TeePublic.com. That's teepublic.com, and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time. It doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.